Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Welcome to the podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, we have the good fortune to be joined by Anthony of BathToSave.com. Anthony is an incredibly amazing entrepreneur. Uh, He started out, began his career playing professional rugby straight out of high school in Australia while playing the real football. He decided to use his downtime to start his own business and at age 21 founded a mobile dog grooming business called Hydrodrog. Within five years, Hydrodrog had grown to more than 100 franchises across Australia. Then they implemented a master franchise model and sold all states and all territories in Australia in less than 18 months. Grossing more than $10 million annually, Hydrodrog is the world's largest franchise of its kind. And Anthony is here today to talk about his Bathe to Save program, which we are super excited about. Anthony, thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me, Seth. This is quite an honor to be on your program. I'm very excited about what can transpire from here. As are we. So let's go back in time a little <laughs> bit. So when you started the yep. business at 21, why Hydrodog? Why, my, why mobile dog grooming? Well, I think the way it started out is this, and, and I always tell everybody, you know you're an entrepreneur when you find it difficult to be told what to do. Now, that doesn't mean you're not coachable. It's just it can be frustrating when, you know, you've got to go down a certain path because entrepreneurs live in a gray area. You know, they've, they've got to sort of defy the odds to, you know, create great success. So for me, um, I love my game so much, and I still do to this day. But going from school to professional, that professional level was, uh, was exactly in that position for me to go, oh, I, I sort of feel trapped, even though I love my game. So the reason it was the dog washing is I had a couple of dogs myself and um, we were actually working in, I was working in a pub spare time up in uh, Queensland, a place called Bean Lee. And uh, this guy came in and he was washing people's dogs for $5 in his garage in what they call a hydro bar. And um, he was making a killing. He was telling me how much money he was making. They lined up out the door. They'd knock on the door at 7 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. And, and I was just mesmerized. And it was only two years before that I did a project at school about the home service industry exploding. You know, people getting their car washed at home, people getting their carpets cleaned. And the list just went on. I thought, what if we put this in the back of a trailer and towed it around and started to wash dogs? So we were one of the pioneers of the of the. Um, process in Australia and, and literally and I'm not exaggerating when I say this we got a hydro bar for $1,200 put it in the back of a garden shed uh, garden um, trailer that I had six by four trailer stuck an ad in the paper rented a mobile phone and um, you know hopefully it was going to work so that Saturday morning I get this phone call and I thought it was the fire alarm because I hadn't heard the phone ring yet <laughs> and a lady answered it <laughs> it was incredible man I swear to god it was like so vivid to me and this little old lady said, oh, I just saw you ad in the paper. I was just wondering if you could come and wash my dog. So I put her into the books. I got so excited to rang my brother. And by the time I went and picked him up, about 20 minutes away, I had another eight dogs booked in. So now I've got nine dogs, 
10 bucks a piece, very excited. And I said to my brother when I pulled up out the front, go and grab the uh, dog washing shampoo that we'd bought the day before. So we went and got that. We get to our first job. We engage with the client. We go to wash the first dog. And my brother actually put dishwashing liquid in the back of the bathroom, oh the God. kitchen, instead of the shampoo. So we washed the first nine dogs for Hydro Dog in dishwashing liquid. So there you go. <laughs> Talk about improvising. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure they were lemony fresh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So that's how it all, it all kicked off. That is absolutely incredible. And you've now grown to the largest organization of its kind in the world. You have obviously competition now. What do you think differentiates HydroDog from all the other mobile dog groomers out there now? Well, I think the biggest um, contribution I feel that we made is that if you consistently want to grow and bring new innovation to your company, you're always going to sort of stay either ahead of the race or you're going to stay on par instead of going backwards. So we went from six by four trailer with no sides. Then we put the sides on. Then we put a roof on. Then we went to a bigger trailer. Then we went to our first fiberglass trailer. Then we went to our second fiberglass trailer. Then we created the big blue dog. Now this blue dog, if you haven't seen it, Seth, it is, I, I still look at it and get chills. It, it puts a smile on people's face. And that's what the difference is attached to the fact that I've been doing it so long now of, you know, all of the, the minefields and the, the dramas that have taken place, I can correlate that back to our franchisees so they don't have to make the same mistakes. So there's a lot of history. There's a lot of um, success with the processes we're putting in place. And it's a big blue dog. Yes, the pictures of it online and the videos don't do it justice. It's absolutely incredible. How did you, I mean, there are so many other you know, they've got an app that you can schedule your mobile dog grooming on and they show up in just a regular van or it's a van that's wrapped. Yet you, you built something that's an attraction in and of itself. What was the inspiration for that? Um, again, I think it was about, I mean, once we sold our territories, people had come up because we were so successful. They wanted to um, buy a franchise. And we'd say, look, I'm sorry, but your territory sold. So that's when the competition came in and we're able to sell territories that we didn't have anymore. But once the blue dog came in, that people would say, well, if I can't get the blue dog, I'm not going to become an operator. And we'd sort of work out hopefully a better territory somewhere. But if not, they were unlikely to come in and purchase. So it just, I guess the inspiration to me was we were so good at what we were doing. Why not have a differentiator across the board? And um, it, it's, you know what it's like. So being that entrepreneur in mind, you want to consistently um, grow and do better all the time so you can stay, uh, stay ahead. And if you haven't got that, thought process I, I don't think you you know you should be out there trying to start up or run a business because that's really what the cutting edge is to um, be a success I feel anyway I think that makes a lot of sense what now you have grown to hundreds of locations um, what's the plan for world domination well so just to put you into the loop there's over a couple of hundred in Australia now what we did is we actually sold the um, the rights Australia then brought it to the US we came over to the US and got it all up and running and um, then what happened my business partners that I had at the time um, loved it so much I went back to Australia for a funeral and when I got back they said look we want to corporatize I said well look I'm a franchise guy and it's a service industry if you don't have skin in the game Seth in the service industry when it rains people stay at home and watch a movie if they get drunk on Friday night hell no they're not going to go to work with a hangover on Saturday and if the girls get pregnant, they're going to walk away from the round because the baby's more important than washing and grooming dogs. So we had this big discussion. I said, that's why we franchised in the first place. And um, they felt that they could 
you know, run it. You know, it was great. I, it was gave me a new lease of life and I started a couple other businesses and invested in others. And then a year and a half later, they just came back and said, look, you know, you're all right. We should have franchised. Do you want to buy the company back? So the long and long short, the short story of a possible long answer is got the company back. And that's when our family came up with the idea about the tour. So the kids saw these um, humane society ads, those real, real tea jerkers. And um, we'd only gone for a holiday a few, uh, what was it? Probably a year before in an RV, the best holiday we ever had. And my wife said, why don't we, we don't have to be in a fixed location. Let's put it on the back of a 40 foot RV, tow it around the country. We can see all the states and get to know the culture and, um, you know, bring awareness to the animal world of adoption and, um, and rescue. And that's what we're doing, mate. We are out there loud and proud, creating this incredible awareness. We are on so many awesome um, shows and we've been on Larry King, we've been on Rachel Ray. So we're really putting the message out there. And um, in turn, what that'll do is that'll help us grow our franchise business because people will see the social conscious or the social aspect to our brand and our culture that we're trying to create here in America. Absolutely. Brilliant idea to raise awareness and raise money. What is your goal in terms of uh, dollars raised and dogs saved? Well, you know, we've only just um, spoke about this yesterday because uh, Sunday was, uh, mate, I've got to tell you, I, I sort of predicted how good it was going to go, but I really had no idea how huge it would be with the personalities and having people like Larry King and um, um, Zach Sane, the young guy on the radio, and then you've got Tamara Geller and Roger Love, all these guys come down to support and they, what we've done is we've been able to work out these guys asking real people, their real rescue stories and capturing that on film so we can get that out to the people to say, this is why you should adopt and not shop. So originally it was like raise a million dollars, you know, and uh, wash so many dogs, 25,000 dogs, but we're going to be doing the Guinness Book of Records in a couple of months. And it looks like we're going to be washing over 100,000 dogs across the country collectively with everybody under the Bay to Save brand to, to break the Guinness Book of Records. And the other thing too is with the million dollars we were looking at, now we're starting to understand it's more about the awareness and you can't quantify that. You can't put a price on what is the amount that we're actually generating. So we're just trying to work out what that model looks like moving forward because having partners like The Greater Good and Wild, uh, Wild Pets, it's giving us a really good scope on how this whole rescue world works. That is absolutely incredible. Do you have any plans to expand the brand beyond mobile dog washing? Well, this is what the goal is. We want to be able to do 50 states, 150 plus cities. We want to capture the moments and have these big events. And at the same time, I want to be able to do something with the family and the kids of enjoying being in LA for three days. But it hasn't been like that, mate. The first, we meant to do this for a year and a half. That was a commitment. But the first nine months, I'm not exaggerating, to find our feet in the rescue world was very, very challenging. There's a lot of politics. And you've got to work out who are the right companies to um, be with. So now we've done that. We've got the strategic partners. We've got the, the right shelters. And now we can actually go to a place like LA, work our bums off, get everybody there, create the awareness. We're on like, you know, three more <laughs> three morning shows and two radio stations. And, you know, it's just so much fun in that. But we need some downtime. And now we're going to sort of start filming like a little bit of a YouTube channel of the family in LA and going to this place and that place and, you know, sort of trying to enjoy because I know there's a lot of people that haven't done the 50 states and what a great way to be able to show people where we're at and what we're doing and the things that we like and don't like about where we are. Yeah, because people could follow you around, um, you know, virtually 
and when you know get excited when you get to their state so it, you mentioned strategic partners are there any and forgive my unawareness are there any national rescue brands are there any national companies or sh shelters or is it just there's the SBCA and then there might be mom and pop places all over the place well see that's what you're tapping into right now is something that I was very naive about. Pet industry for 20 years, we're a great franchise, we love the pets, the dogs, and we thought we could transition into the rescue world, but we didn't do it very well at all because the individual ones are the ones that want to get out there and, and they're doing some great things, but the, the infrastructure and the, the fragmentation right across the board is, you know, it's, it's not easy to know where you should be, but there are people like best friends um, that we did um, a morning um, TV thing with that, just phenomenal. And then you've got the greater good that do the whole national thing and people affiliate themselves with them and, you know, the SPCA and there are big organisations and then you've got a ton of the little ones that sort of join um, the big ones. And we had 12 different rescues um, and adoption people at our event on the weekend. You know, it was showed great support and they've said, We've never been to an event before where we've had been able to sit down with a celebrity and tell them our, our rescue story, but we're going to be able to repurpose that and show everybody what it's like to be able to have a rescue dog and what, what, how much love that brings to your life. Absolutely incredible. Is it an industry ripe for disruption? Could there be a national, um, national hydro rescue franchise? Well, you, you know what, mate, you're a smart man, and I'll tell you why. So as far as hydro dog goes, let me give you a typical experience with what we're bringing to the table. Let's call let's say Colorado Springs. This is one of my favorite events. We rock up on the Friday morning at the shelter. It's around about four o'clock. The morning crew come over. They do between four, two and four live segments back to their viewership. And then after they leave, we wash every single dog at that shelter, whether there's five or whether there's 75. Once we wash all the dogs, who, which the amount of dogs they want us to wash, there's normally an event on the Saturday slash Sunday. Now that event is all about washing dogs the whole day, still creating the awareness, and then giving back to the local shelters of all the money that actually gets raised. And we use the greater good with their 5013C, so it's all above board, it's at arm's length for us for them to grant that money out. And then we write them a big check, you know, what that amount of money was. Now, now whether it's the Sunday slash Monday, we have a discovery day where people will come around and learn more about the Hydro Dog franchise on how they can come into the business with the culture that we're creating right now. And that is one day a month with the rescue that we've just created the relationship with, they come in and keep the bathe the same excitement and legacy alive by washing the dogs, creating the awareness and saving lives and raising money one day a month out of the business model and their heart to contribute back to that localized shelter. Now, let's just use the math that's currently in Australia. There's, say, 200. Bring 200 into the US, and you've got to remember that Florida has the same population as Australia, 25 million wow. people, roughly. So we bring just the 200 in, and they only save one dog a month through their awareness and you know um, washing the dogs. That's 200 dogs a month, even before we start, that's going to be saved. Let's go to the other end of the spectrum. Let's say there's a thousand hydro dogs over the next few years and they all save 10 dogs a month. That's a hundred thousand dogs a month. Now I know there's a little bit of wishful thinking in there, but entrepreneurs, that's how they think. They think so big that the most impossible dreams can come true. And what we're really wanting to do is get this message out there, then come together with all the big boys in town and do some sort of collaborative 
you know, model where we can intervene and bring our big blue dog to those events and help all the shelters that want to do it collectively. That is absolutely incredible. And I would think the social media for that would be absolutely huge. And you'd have, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people engaged in that. What is, I mean, you're, you're literally saving lives every single day. What is, what's your biggest challenge? <laughs> the reason I can't help but laugh, mate, is having five people in a 200 square foot space, three rabbits and a dog, and the kids are now teenagers. They're 14, 13, and 12. Oh my God. The, big, the biggest challenge is daily. You know, it's not a normal way of living. And I think, you know, you know, we put ourselves in that position, of course. Now that we're going to add a little bit of an element where we're going to enjoy ourselves in the cities and the places we go to, I think there's going to be a change in the dynamic of we can look forward to things. But we just want to show that we're totally committed. Now, of course, there's a business aspect behind it, but we're still doing good. We're still out there raising the awareness and committing to such a great cause um, because, you know, you know what it's like, mate. The more money that you're able to, um, to make, the more you can actually contribute and give back. And I just feel this groundwork now and, and us going through these struggles of, you know, a daily basis of creating the event, you know, building the relationships, you know, working out the kids' schooling. They do it back to Australia called School of the Air. And that's a program where kids that are in the outback can't get into a school. So they dial in and they're using Skype and Google Hangouts. So, you know, they've got to do that on the way through. And, you know, then we've got to take care of our businesses and make sure everything's running smoothly. And, you know, it's a lot of moving parts and it's definitely pushing us out of our comfort zone. And I actually made, um, said this statement on Sunday. I truly believe that I am now comfortable being uncomfortable. I think I've got to that threshold. I bet. I bet. Well, it's an absolutely incredible story and incredible mission that you're on. Uh, for folks who want to participate, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about the tour and donate and be part of the cause? Well, there's two aspects. If you go to bathetosave.com, there's a donate button that can go towards um, the greater good that will go out to the shelters. And then there's one which is the um, Bay to Save shop. Now, what I love the most about this e-commerce shop is that it's nothing like you've seen as far as the pets go with shoes and shirts. It's just, it's really, really awesome. Now we've built that right up until now we've been self-funding and that's really going to help us, you know, uh, eliminate some of the, the pain as we move around. And anybody that buys anything on that shop, 100% of that goes back towards the Bade the Save tour. So people will be really helping out if they jump on there and um, buy some merchandise. All right, we will send all our listeners to bathetosave.com. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us and thank you so much for saving so many lives. Well, thank you, Seth. It was a pleasure being on the show and I look forward to talking to you again soon. And maybe we can do something when the tour wraps up and give you an idea of exactly what took place and what unfolded. Yeah, we would love to cover that. That would be great. All right, mate. Happy days. Talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to this special productivity series of the Direct Response Marketing Podcast. I've interviewed hundreds of the most successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and CEOs all over the world, and I want to share with you one of the biggest ways I've discovered to triple your productivity that I've learned from these amazing people. Even better, I'll pay you $500 to test drive it. Just go to take the500challenge.com. That's www.takethe500challenge.com to learn more. Thanks so much for listening. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC.
To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.